if you really understand why this problem is arising, mm -hmm. the solution becomes quite easy. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon. Hello, and welcome to A Prisoner's Pardon Podcast. I'm your host, Michi J. Today, we are finishing up my conversation with Christopher Henningsen. We are talking about how using the art of programming can treat mental illness. Last week, we were really starting to see programming as art and how it's a parallel even to spiritual things. Now we'll look at how it addresses anger management. Let's continue that conversation now. I hope some prison officials are listening to this so that <laughs> this is going to help yeah. so much, you know. Yeah, and if uh, if anyone is listening that uh, would like me to donate uh, a couple authors' copy to their prison library, I'd really love to do that. Like, please do get in mm -hmm. touch. Uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll you'll add my uh, contact info in the oh yeah the show notes. But uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd really love to donate a couple of copies to any prison library where someone uh, thinks that they they might be uh, they might have a good home because that's really where I pictured this book being when I was writing it. Okay. I know in Cal, I, I remember reading somewhere, I think it was a prison out in California. They were actually teaching prisoners programming. It was all about, you know, getting a job. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing I mean, wrong with that. Like, I don't, I don't want them to miss this other piece though, which is way more important in, in their heads together. Yeah. You know, I want yeah. them to keep the job. I want them to keep That's <laughs> well put. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you uh, and I, I think um, it can be an easy in for that uh, for that other piece, and that's really why I why I see it as being potentially very helpful in a in a prison setting. Oh yeah, I think it's very helpful. You may have to, you know, teach it in something or have a way of um, explaining it so it can be taught to them. because I don't think they're looking at it like this. <laughs> and um, I like how you do's the do's is like a slower movement without losing commitment in the quicker movements, you know, mm. you form more connections and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, was in to... his book, you guys. Okay. <laughs> I just want you all to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to, just to give some context there, the, uh, the dos are like in the, in Japanese martial arts, those are one type of martial art and jutsu is like jujitsu, uh, mm -hmm. Although jujitsu is is interesting because it kind of makes more of a connection between the practicality and the uh, the, the spirituality. So jujitsu is it's kind of maybe the, it's similar to similar to the mindful programming approach. It tries to do both, but uh, dos and jutsus are yeah. It's a different type of martial art and a different approach to learning martial arts that uh, different schools take. And uh, I think programming has largely been around the jutsu approach the uh just the very practical nothing fancy nothing uh personal about this uh the dos are more those uh no it's it's all about your internal state it's all about getting your head in the game mm -hmm. uh, and oh this is like i'm so excited about this you know why because 
I'm looking at all the possibilities of this because, you know, a lot of anger issues, okay? A lot of the men, you know, I'm not going to disqualify women, but it's a lot of men have anger issues. And I like how this and how you were putting in the book, how these challenges are way we grow because, you know, we, it's easy for us to hide from ourselves, but not easy from a challenge. So I like how this will expose to them more to see their anger issues and how it would appear. And it's a, yeah, it's a safe environment to confront those anger issues. Cause if you're, I mean, like worst case, maybe I guess you could flip your keyboard over. (laughs) Um, That's a lot better than most of the things that make us angry, but uh, Programming can definitely, I mean, it gets my blood pressure up at times if there's just something that's not working and I think it should be working, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to go for a walk and think about what it might be and cool down and come back to it. There's no really um, big disruption that you're Mm -hmm. likely to cause if you're, you know, if you're coming to it. And the thing is also, if you're coming to it with a jutsu attitude, then mm-hmm. you're just going to think, oh, I'm not getting this and I need to be getting it. The problem must be with me. But if you're coming to it with a dough attitude and going, now I'm going to get angry here and uh, that's that's going to be okay and I'm going to get frustrated and I'm going to feel like quitting, but I'm doing this so that I can stay with stuff that I feel like quitting for longer and uh, I'm doing this to work on myself. Well, then you're not going to quit. Then you're, you are going to keep going and you are going to have that growth. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a very... The same way that a dojo is a, is a safe environment for you to, to practice something dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. uh, programming can be a, a safe environment to confront some dangerous emotions because the computer is not going to hold it against you. That's, uh, that's not really what they do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also going to be, and it could just be, it's not a person either at the times because you say, oh, you just, you don't like me. How you going to tell the program you can't say that you know yeah, exactly. you know it's like it's all you it's like yeah, same, yeah. It, it's not able to do what a person you know that you can accuse them of or trying to go in circles and stuff mm-hmm. um I like this because it helped me I like this too because we all do it you know it helps us to process through our way through life's challenges mm-hmm. because I found when I've seen people with anger issues they don't know how to process the challenge that's in front of them right there and they just go berserk because you know that's they have to react to something you know they just but this is like it's it'll make you know it's giving them practice because they need practice and um that's one of the things what i'm doing with the trainings um is making them practice like uh for instance this um one of the guess we were talking about an inmate uh, a, a lady got out right in her she had an older son and he didn't want to he didn't have a relationship with her because she was gone along and he was wanting to just get her to leave or he didn't want to do what she said you know uh, you know these things happen when you have those broken relationships yeah. so this is going to help also them reconcile those because they're going to control their responses better because you, you, you can't stop him, but you need to be able to handle your own response. And this mm-hmm. will actually help in doing practices before she even hit that. Be ready for challenges. This is one of my main things that I, I really think is not being done 
while they're in prison is to know how to handle challenges. And um, even people out, we don't know a, a lot and we it, it's hard for us, but with them coming out, it's even more challenges. So it's just like you using your your doze and your the slower movements and then and the practicing, like you would tell them to practice this practice. You know, maybe we'll have a program like that. It was like, you got a bath. <laughs> <laughs> he go he what are you gonna do when he he try to make you mad you know and you yeah. put it maybe that's a program project and mm-hmm. then say how do you debug yourself to not react you want yourself even though whatever he put in your you want your program to be that your mm-hmm. response is always positive so it'd be like going at it like that. How would you program yourself? Like mm-hmm. you would look for all the aspects what he can do. And um, if, uh, so I, we, we call it as a Christian an enemy, knowing how to resist the attacks, the wiles, because mm-hmm. he's slippery, he's great at it. So what would you do? So it's just like, now you're gonna, with your artistic way and your, your challenges, let's, let's put it like a program. What would you do? How, I mean, we're just thinking out the box here, Chris. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you, you see is, yourself doing? What, would what do you, you want see, to see yourself doing? Well, how would you write your program? Exactly, yeah. Hmm, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you see how I'm all <laughs> excited about So what I'm is so your... I'm so glad you... So what is your... Um, I'm assuming here, as I'm reading, that you have some sort of martial art that you do. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've done a number of martial arts over the years. I started out with karate. I've also done uh, jujitsu um, and Muay Thai and uh, some Aikido. Now, in my opinion, almost every martial art can oh. be valuable. Uh, oh, for sure. It's, it, the, uh, the question is the, the instructor. Um, is, is the instructor able to teach in a way that you're able to learn from? Hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, so you're dangerous, huh? I I wouldn't say so. I mean, if mm-hmm. I if I ever give a talk in a prison, I mean, uh, I, like I said, I've I've worked with some uh, <laughs> I've worked with some former prisoners, I'm and just, uh, the, the way they can hide you, the knife. <laughs> I'm messing with yeah, you. <laughs> some people like you, y'all have you have to be registered. I know, like Mike Tyson, have to be registered. you might need to be registered over here, Chris. Well, I know Mike Tyson, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> okay. To, uh, yeah. Okay, love to um, be on his podcast, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should go on his podcast. I feel like he'd, uh, I feel like he'd love to to talk about some of the things that you talk about. Oh, he he definitely worked on some anger issues. Oh, he needs it, boy. I've seen some of that stuff, but maybe it's over now. I don't know, Mike. Don't hold it against me. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Mike, oh. you my boy, you my man. Okay. <laughs> um. And I was like, I was reading something in your, what was in your intro, something you said. So my question, why do you think analysis are useless for convincing a skeptical audience? You were talking about skeptical audiences and how Mm. analysis is useless to them. Skeptics. Yeah. Um, Well, it's, uh, it has to do with, if you've analyzed something very well and you're trying to convince me, but I don't believe you. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell me a lot of facts, but uh, I might not believe that those facts are true. I mean, that's something that we're seeing a lot today with uh, with news. People say, "Look, here's a here's a thing that happened." And someone that thinks that that person has an agenda says, "Well, I 
I'm not so sure that that happened, or I'm, I'm not so sure that you're giving me the full context. So presenting facts isn't very uh, convincing. In order to convince someone who's skeptical, you have to form some kind of connection first. Mm. I like that's, that. Uh, yeah. I actually don't remember the context of the, the programming context that I mentioned that in. <laughs> I think Aristotle or maybe Plato were talking about this, that, uh, you know, you can, you can try logic, but uh, if the person that's listening to you isn't inclined to already be on the same page with you, you should really try either appealing to their emotions or appealing to their sense of morality, because logic is the hardest way to convince someone. You really have to have them kind of on your side because before they're willing to follow an entire chain of reasoning. And it, it makes sense, I think, because yeah. if, uh, if I was trying to convince you of something that wasn't in your best interest, you know, it's a lot easier for you to do a gut check around your morality or about your uh, your emotions when you hear me talk than uh, and following an entire chain of logic where if I'm lying about one of those, it's very hard to uh, it's very hard to fact check me about all of them, but I could lead you to completely the wrong place um, just by tweaking the truth a little bit if I'm ill-intentioned um, or if you think I might be ill-intentioned then much better to just go with your gut than try to uh, follow every step in a long, uh, long chain string of facts. So the gut is for his emotions, you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the okay. gut or, or the heart. If, if it doesn't feel right to be, uh, to imagine yourself doing what I'm trying to convince you to do, mm. uh, that would be like the appealing to the, uh, to the morality. But yeah, appealing to the brain, like that's, uh, you kind of have to have the gut and the heart on board before the brain will even go along for the ride is, is uh, one thing, yeah. one idea I've heard. Yeah. Okay. It's, it reminds me of scripture where it says, guard your heart because out of it, all the issues of life comes out of. So interesting. kind of reminds me of that. And I, I think you're on something that was deep. Okay. Because, you know, at times we do have, I, when we, what we call arguments is not really arguments like yelling and screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just having a discussion where there's some sort of miscommunication where you don't yeah. probably don't you know know a particular term or or you don't um agree but it's like a, i think the biggest part is just finding where it is where that disconnect is and i like how this can all be used for this 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 programming i just didn't look at programming like that i'm, re I'm really interested in programming now before it's like ah so glad <laughs> <laughs> the book worked <laughs> yeah, yeah whatever. those people you know whatever yeah. they're way it's way over my head it's you got to be super smart to do it and i mean it's like you know it, it can be like a, a basic program <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of super smart people in prison, though. I think a lot of people yeah. are just too smart. Um, but they're all good. Get and themselves they use, into trouble. And know? they use and it wrong. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if the people around, like if you're smart, but only getting bad advice. You know, there's a saying in uh, programming, garbage in, garbage out. You could have the greatest program. But if the inputs are wrong, then the outputs aren't going to be great either. But that said, if you have that high potential and it hasn't been met, Mm -hmm. programming you know if you if you have the potential for that i would love to a, do a book with you chris just to do right. um programming terms and i can tell you what it is in um christianity terms you oh, know interesting. for the bible terms where the source i believe is and it's just saying it differently 
<laughs> and that would be real interesting because you said garbage in, garbage out. And it's like, what you know, what, whatever you um, sow, so shall you reap. And it's, it's that's the same. It's whatever it's coming right out. <laughs> it's like you, we, we think, you know, I used to date this guy a while ago. Thank God it was just dating that one. And um, he got angry, some anger issues. So that was like warned me, right? But he was like, I'm so... You you made me do this. You made me. I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever's in you is coming out. It's just like a balloon. If you put pressure on it, it what I didn't make that go into you. <laughs> you already had that in you. So um, so this this kind of disconnect that they have in thinking that someone else outside is responsible for their reactions. And it's no, yeah. you are already programmed <laughs> like that. And you can, <laughs> I'm gonna be using a no term. You were already programmed. You had that in. I didn't input yeah. that. You know. So, yeah. so, do you have some sort of way you can? You said garbage in, garbage out. Don't you have some sort of filter program to For, filter? Well, um, yeah, but that's uh, like the filter program could also be getting bad information. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. I mean, if you're and I'm I'm thinking now uh, to relate it to to your podcast. If if someone is uh, you know a gifted child and looks at the world differently, but they're told to you know, just shut up and do your work the way I want you to do it, that can get frustrated, and that can uh, that curiosity and that creativity can have no place to go. So it goes into a, a destructive outlet. Mm -hmm. But the but the basic program the basic program of uh, of an artist um and someone who can who can be in touch with the higher truths of the universe so to speak though that potential is still there it's maybe adapted badly to a bad environment but mm -hmm. that potential is still there and it can still uh, adapt better to a better environment and one of the things that i hope comes out of this conversation is that people think about the tools that they have to start doing that work themselves, and particularly mm -hmm. maybe if they have reason not to trust uh, teachers or uh, counselors or anything like that. If you, if you have a, a program, if you have the ability to write, you can, uh, you can start that work yourself. And mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I really hope that um, more people are able to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think by this approach too, a person can discover their true purpose and understanding where they're gifted at mm -hmm. and then yeah. able to appreciate it. And yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that. So many don't know what they should be doing mm -hmm. with their lives. And I think with art and especially with programming as looking at it as art, that they can see how they were particularly what their program was designed to do, so to speak, mm -hmm. putting it that way. That's a great, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And um, this, ex this expression, and um, that's why I loved you. I was like surprised I was connecting with you at first. I think that Chris, I didn't think I was going to understand you at first. Like, oh. <laughs> then it, it's like it, those connections started. It was like bam, 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 you know. And it's like because I like this. It, it's very innovative, mm -hmm. and what one particular person is going to produce is different. It's always mm -hmm. going to be different from the other, but it's, it's, it's going to be unique yeah. and it's unique to them. And they need to know their uniqueness, their specialty, their, their special qualities. And then 
boy, once we get that, we can really hone it, you know, and know exactly what they need. And they, they would be right there engaged, but we just don't know it yet. They don't know it yet for sure. So they can't tell us, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that exploration, I mean, when I talk about, uh, having been lucky being, you know, that weird kid that maybe if I hadn't gotten a lot of those second chances, I might have, uh, I might have taken a pretty dark path in life. For me, what, uh, what helped me get to where I am is that I was able to do that exploration, I was able to, uh, to have that space to, uh, to do that introspection and that, that uh, learning, spending a, a good amount of time just learning. And I think, uh, you know, programming, it's very reasonable that someone would want to learn programming because it is uh, a well-remunerated career, but it is also, it allows learning about so many things. If you're learning about linguistics and communication, you're really learning about the universe. You're really learning about, I guess one might say God's plan or God's design. And I, I think that if people are able to take those steps to, to do that exploration, it can only, it can only uh, have good outcomes. Yeah, and, and um, going back to what you just said, the space, I think right now that if they're in prison, they have some time and they have that space to, this This is a, like an opportunity, even though they're looking at it right now, it's, it's like the worst thing that can happen to them, but actually you can make it the best thing and um, use that space like you know you did to be able to stop and think, you know, some of this stuff is going to be hard to face, but it's going to be good once you get, if you look at it, like how you're putting as a program, and then it kind of like takes out, helped kind of smooth those emotions, at least for the beginning to, so that they can address those issues, because it's hard to look at. And I think that's what I did with my memoir, Chris, and um, because then that way you can get to the truth. And not let the emotional stuff, you know, because sometimes emotions try to lead you away from that because you can't face it. It's too hard. And but if you look at it as a program, you know, what inputs and then just taking all the emotion out of it. Let me just I would deal with that later. Let's like, you know, yeah, just look yeah. at it like a program. What, what went into this program? Yeah. What's that, the input? What was the input? Where did what's, that, you know, what was the bug? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's the input? What's the output? What's the output supposed to be? Yeah. And in that dis in the difference between those two, that's where you find the uh, that's where you find the bugs. Right. Um, it, it takes the emotion out of it. It takes the the blame game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know how they do yeah. the blame game. Of course. Of it's course. my daddy. My daddy <laughs> did this. <laughs> it's my mother's yeah. fault. So, yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, your 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 podcast being called "Prisoners' Pardon." I assume it's about the importance of uh, of forgiveness, exactly, in order to uh, not repeat those patterns. Yeah, because we're trying to hit recidivism, and we have to get. It has to be a inner transformation, and this programming sort of thing is helping that because it mm -hmm. helps with that introspection. But you know, the it's it's talking about reconciliation. It's mm -hmm. talking about grace the highest grace and reconciliation we're saying with the parting is through, um, through God. And first of all, knowing that you do have a bug and where that bug is, and then uh, repenting from that, taking out that bug, that's what it means for us. And um, going the di a different way and getting a parting from him first is really like an internal thing. 
and recognizing that. And then that helps you to process things way better, so to speak, and with his help because of that universal language. I'm, I'm just borrowing your terms that's yeah. written, that programming that's written so that you can hear, know yourself and hear and um, make those changes. And it starts there. And then of course, it leads to other pardons because we have different levels of pardons. You have individual pardon, like I, I stepped on your foot, Chris, or something like, pardon me, you know? Mm-hmm. You have, um, you know, state through the governor, some sort of state offense you've made. And we have like a national, like if you had a federal offense or something, you can get pardoned by the, the president. But we also have a higher pardon that I'm trying to get people to recognize. And that's through um, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is God in, in the flesh. So it's, um, no, I won't get in, all into that, but it's a part in there too, because that's where that I, that universal uh, language come from, where this conscience, this intuition, like you can know right from wrong intuitively. And we call that that universal language that's written, that he wrote. And otherwise you would have known because we see ants in um, different forms in nature that it was like, where did they, how do they know to go gather food? <laughs> and, you know, how do they know to work together? Like, that, like we, no, nobody, we didn't see anybody does no parent teach them or something and give them that. They just, it's innate. So it was funny how I was reading it and I was just like, for me, that's how I understand it. Just these anesthet- anesthetics, aesthetics, aesthetics, yeah. aesthetics. Okay. So help me out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what else do, you know, the show is almost over here and, and uh, we just got a few minutes. I believe we hit a lot of stuff, but what is something else that we may have left out to, for our listeners to know how important this is for mental health issues not just for, because we have prisoners that's in prison and we have prisoners that's in a spiritual like prison mm-hmm. that's, you know, but it's still a prison, you know, and they need escape. So yeah. what would you tell them to get their pardon, so to speak? Well, one one thing that I thought of while you were talking was uh, the, the word repent. Um, and I wonder if it has something to do with the term pent up, like if something's something's stuck you know if uh, if i'm uh, is uh, is repenting letting go like we 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 hear repent and i think maybe the first thought about it could be that it's uh it means that you have to shun something you have to push it away from you but if it's just uh, if it's just not holding on um it's not holding on it's turning you know once you get the data that it's not right mm-hmm. and not so you no longer use that data. You turn yeah. from that, basically. Yeah, you? yeah. I mean, I, I think the I think the idea of, uh, and I talk about using the using the language of dreams to program your mind, and why that's a very good language if you're mm-hmm. working on your own mind. I, I wonder about writing a, a program for forgiveness or for making. It I love that. Forgive. Let's do it. I mean, you do it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> go hear me. I'm like, let's do it. I got such a writing list. To do. <laughs> future books is just getting i'm getting the list is just getting longer and longer but yeah it's just i think um yeah that'd be cool if we do something i can make it uh readable i'm, I'm more understand because you're at the higher level and i could like okay this is what he mean <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think i think of it almost like a practice that someone could do so like one idea i had i'm just throwing this out here 
at this point, but uh, like say I'm say I'm having a hard time forgiving someone. Maybe like one thing I could do is imagine imagine myself as someone who was able to forgive that person. You know, um, I this is interesting that you kind of led up to that. This is a project that we're working on now, but we could talk more offline. Okay, about that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't give it out of the way. <laughs> uh, just a little teaser there. Yeah, there's a little teaser there. there so. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we got to just uh, close down. But I, I totally enjoyed you. And I think oh, you, wonderful. this was not an accident. Very providential. The master programmer did this. And um, I thank you for writing this book and um, just doing all the things that you are doing. And just so you know, audience, um, Chris is going to produce a work of art that that's right yes yeah, and i'm donating he, he asked me to the name the charity right yes that's right and yeah. i chose um the alternative the urban league from um tony evans because he he really addresses men and one of the bugs i found in um why we have so much recidivism is um homes that's not led by a father. The father is mm -hmm. out of the home. So he addresses men. Um, he has a good voice. He's been uh, Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, one of my, I believe one of my mentors, my personal favorites and his um, approach. And that's why I'm saying um, to use this as where you would donate those funds. And I thank you Tony so, Evans. Tony Evans, thank you so much. Well, that's all we have today. Folks, and I hope you enjoyed listening to Chris as much as I did. And I will put a link to his book, Mindful Programming. And this will definitely be a good read. Just be prepared to have your echo ready to be asking, what does this mean? <laughs> so thank you so much, Chris, for having you uh, coming on to the show. I hope to have you again and work with you soon. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much, Michi J. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this. This was a, a really deep conversation. I think you're really great at what you do. And uh, I wish you so much success. All right, thank you. Wow, wow, wow. To think I was skeptical to do this interview because I didn't see these connections. It was only after I got his book and had a conversation with him that I began to see what was going on here and I could see Chris had something here and I had to get him on the show. I hope you enjoyed him as much as I did because I got a lot of takeaways from that conversation with him. But today I'll just only share the most important ones. Okay, the first takeaway is using the arts is critical to development. This is our creative side. This is where we get to explore and just be introspective and find out who we are and what we can really do. That is a great takeaway using development. My second takeaway is computer programming is an art that can help address mental health issues as well as anger issues. This is good because we have this running prevalent in prisons as well as outside of prisons. My third takeaway is computer programming is also a science that helps with logic, linguistics, and communication. 
And we know communication is key. So when a person gets out of prison or just anybody just know how to communicate, they can go most anywhere. So looking at the art of programming, it's developing a person, it's correcting some issues, for instance, like the mental health issues and anger issues. And it's also just developing skills like logic and communication. You can't beat this. I don't see why all prisons don't have computer programming as a part of the instruction there because it is doing all these three things at the same time. Chris did say he wanted to give his books or just get have his books available. He has, you know, plenty. And I will have this in the show notes. Please take advantage of this. Or if you're, you have someone that's in prison that you can get this book out to them. Those are my takeaways. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Until next time, Amichi J. Wishing you a week filled with blessings. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonersparting.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.